0: Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Tuesday, February 2nd, 2016. As always, broadcasting from the Beantown Athletics Studio in Dorchester, Massachusetts. Beantown Athletics, the only union screen printer in Boston. Go to BeantownAthletics.com right now. That's BeantownAthletics.com or give them a call at 617-282-4181, 617-282-4181. Beantown Athletics is also home of the best skate shopping in New England. So grab your skates, swing by the shop on Granite Ave in Dorchester. There is plenty of parking out back and make sure you tell them I sent you So it is Groundhog Day, which means Punxsutawney Phil has come out, and he did not see his shadow indicating we will have an early spring, and I don't know that I buy into that or not. I don't really put too much thought into Punxsutawney Phil's shadow and what that means for the rest of the year and the rest of the winter, but I will say this. One thing is for sure. We've had some very warm weather here in Boston the last couple days. Uh... 55 degrees and sunny on Sunday. Yesterday, it was like 60 degrees and sunny. Today, a little bit cooler. About 45 in the mid-40s and sunny, but no snow on the ground. We will take it here in Boston, here in New England, in early February. And another thing that's for sure, spring training is right around the corner. Pitches and catches report in just a couple weeks. February 18th, I think, to be exact. So, we are ready for it. I'm ready for some baseball especially now that here in New England, football is over. The Patriots season is over. We do still have Super Bowl 50, and opening night was last night. So the Super Bowl 50 festivities have officially begun. Now, media day is usually today. Like, today would be the day usually where I would look up at the TV in front of me, and I while I'd be doing the show and I'd be seeing all of the players and coaches in this game having their own little podiums with some ridiculous questions being asked. It's really the lighthearted media portion of the Super Bowl. And instead of doing it on Tuesday morning, early afternoon, and having media day like they usually do, they're trying something new this year, and they did it last night. And it wasn't even called media night. I thought it was going to be called media night. It was called Opening Night at the Super Bowl. Opening Night at the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm not, I was never a big Media Day guy anyways when it came to the Super Bowl. Like, when it comes to Media Day, I just that wasn't really my thing. Now, I've never been to a Super Bowl. I've never covered a Super Bowl, and I vented about that on yesterday's show. We will get to one of these Super Bowls one of these years, that's for sure. But I've never been to one, so maybe that's why I'm not a big Media Day guy. Uh, so I watched a little of it last night. I mean, it just, it doesn't really grab my interest completely. I just, I'm not, I, I, and maybe it's because I'm a Patriots fan and I want the Patriots to be there. Maybe, you're right, maybe I would be watching that a little bit more if Gronk was at the podium, if Brady was at the podium, right? If someone like Jamie Collins was at the podium, okay? Maybe I would I would gravitate towards... Opening night a little bit more. But there were some other things going on last night outside of Super Bowl 50 opening night. And that's why, that's also why I was a little confused as to maybe why the NFL was trying to do it. I don't know if they didn't look at the schedule ahead of time as to all the things that were going on. Um, the the only thing that really wasn't going on last night was baseball and NHL, because the NHL had their all-star weekend this past weekend. They don't resume regular season games until tonight, so there were no NHL games last night. But, I mean, you did have nine NBA games last night. You also had, for the wrestling fans out there, and there are a lot of them, Monday Night Raw. And if you did want to watch some hockey, well... You had the first round of the beanpot. I know it's a Boston thing, BU, BC, Northeastern, Harvard. And by the way, BU and BC win their games at the TD Garden last night, which means BU, BC will play in the Beanpot Championship next Monday night at the TD Garden. But you did have that going on, so there was some hockey. And also, outside of the sports world, you had the Iowa Caucuses last night. The Iowa Caucuses, and... I don't—for Democratic, you know, Republican candidates, potential to be president, um, presidential candidates or nominees. I mean, I I, I told you, I don't expect anybody to come to this show for their political, uh, uh, you know, political rants or any type of political views or news. Like, this is not the show that you should come to for that. But it was such—you know, the Iowa caucuses last night was such a big deal that— I do feel like maybe I should give some opinion on it. Real quick, I Ted Cruz, the winner for the Republican Party, and the Democratic Party, they had to flip a coin to figure out the winner, which is just so stupid to me. We, we have all this news, and you do all these debates, and this isn't, you know, we're not dealing with an election for some type of local, small-time official. This is President of the United States of America. And you're flipping a coin to try to figure out possibly one of the, the nominees for, the, for any party. For, but for the Democratic Party, they flip a coin. They had six coin flips because Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, it was so close. You flip a coin. And, you know, I know it sounds foolish when you think of it. When you actually watch video of one of the coin flips, I'm telling you right now, it's, I, I'm somewhat embarrassed by this. I'm embarrassed by the way they went about it. They go about this. And I don't really pay too much attention to this stuff. But when you actually see video of one of these coin flips, it sounds foolish. It sounds even more foolish when you hear it. Check it out. Here it is. Here's the audio. And I'm getting this audio from Bostil Sports. Uh, K. Marco posted something on Bostil last night about this. and uh, Or this morning. Here, here's the video that he posts on one of these coin flips. at. The Iowa caucus last night. Tails. Tails. Hillary, you got the extra delegate. you get, you get the extra? Hillary gets the fifth one. Mm-hmm. thought it worked. Coin so yeah. so One Yeah. So our official delegate for this precinct is Hillary Clinton. <laughs> This is a caucus. It was very, very close. It was called by a coin toss. I mean, what the? And you have to watch the video. Go to Boston Sports to see the video. But just listening to the audio of it, if you, if you can't watch the video, let me give you a, a little background as to what's going on. This lady, you know, they flip a coin. They're literally in a, in a school gym, like on a basketball court. And you know, you get the stands on just you have them on one side of the gym. They fold up against the wall. They they're like, you know, the wooden benches, you know, they fold up, the collapsible stands. You know what they are. You've been in a school gym before. This is where this is taking place. And it's it's embarrassing to watch. Like I would think that they were if you didn't tell me what this was about and and, and what they were talking about and what type of candidates they were they were speaking of. I would tell you this coin flip was to decide, and just watching the video, I would tell you this coin flip was to decide a high school president. A- 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 like like class president. Like senior class president. Not <laughs> president of the high school. Senior class president. Like it's something that just isn't serious. Instead, we're doing this for the president of the United States? Like what the fuck are we doing? You have to, wa- like I have no idea. I-, I did not know it looked like this. All this, and then you turn on the news—CNN, Fox News—how they're covering it. Like this is the most professionally run thing going. And it's when you watch video of what takes place—a coin flip to say that Hillary's the winner. I don't know. You got me. I, I, I have no idea who I'm voting for. I've said it many times in this show, just briefly about Trump, is that I I think he's gonna win. Now he lost to Ted Cruz last night. But that's not the be-all, end-all. Obviously, you have New Hampshire. You have some other things to go on. You have the actual election itself. I think one thing, at least from my vantage point, not being the diehard political uh, analyst here, the one thing that I see out of these caucuses is I think it, it allows some people at the bottom uh, of the race to figure out where they stand. And And once you see the Iowa caucus results last night, the people at the bottom they start to, you know, say they start to announce that they're dropping out of the race. I think this is what this is about mostly. The people at the bottom just to try to figure out if they have any type of shot by the time between now and by the time you get to the actual uh, primaries, right? Do they have a shot at all? This gives the people at the bottom a a, a, a viewpoint as to where they stand. That they know the top dogs, right? They know. They might not be one of the top dogs, but can they be close enough to the top dogs where they feel that this is going to be worth their time? And, uh, you know, you see some people after this last night in Iowa drop out, but the winner doesn't guarantee, like Ted Cruz doesn't all of a sudden become the Republican nominee. I mean, he's got a good, it, obviously the numbers show that he has a very good shot, but when, when, <laughs> and again, I don't know who I'm voting for. I, I'm So I'm not sitting there trying to tell you who to vote for or what you should do. What I am trying to tell you is if Ted Cruz is our next president, I've I i I've completely lost hope in our society. I have. I mean, this guy, I, forget about what he stands for. Do you watch him talk? Do you see him at the debate? Do you see the videos of him? This is the fakest dude I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's embarrassing just how fake... And how greasy he seems, right? How much of a weasel he it just he jumps off the screen at you. How could you vote for this guy? How could you look at this guy and be like, this, is, this dude's genuine. This dude's for real. I don't care what he stands for. I'm judging this if I'm going to judge Ted Cruz by what I look at, how I, how I hear him talk, what I see, his body language, his, uh, you know, the videos you see of this guy, this guy looks like a fucking weasel. I don't want him as the president of the United States. The fact that he's even winning this caucus is is amazing. Crazy. And then they're flipping a coin. So you got the Republican Party. You got Ted Cruz, who who basically is a Saturday Night Live character. And we go over this all the time with Trump, of course. It's like the Republican debates are like a Saturday Night Live skit. I get that. But at least with Trump... He says outrageous things. He has outrageous thoughts. Whether you agree with him or not, you can agree. Uh, whether you agree with his viewpoints or not, you can agree that it's outrageous. Okay? It is. Uh, the, Donald Trump speaks what's on his mind. But the way it comes off, it comes off as being genuine. Like, he says what he feels. Ted Cruz is, is just slimy, greasy. It's just filthy. I just It comes off to me awful. He is a—he's one of—he's just not genuine. He's just fake. I can't stand it. How is this guy? How is this guy in any type of lead with anything in this race? Is beyond me. I've listened to him talk. I've seen the videos. I have no idea. i, I just—I don't know who I'm voting for. I'll tell you who I'm not voting for. Like if you ask me, Danny, write down a piece of paper who you will not vote for. I'm going to tell you Ted Cruz. And I would have told you that the first time I ever laid eyes on this guy. And I'll tell you that today, the more I, I see this guy in action. I mean, come on, people. What are we fucking doing? Uh, but that's what you had last night. So you get Ted Cruz on the Republican side winning that. And on the Democratic side, they're flipping a coin in school gyms to, to try to figure out the the best Democratic Nominee for president of the United States. And Hillary won all six coin flips, they say, huh? Huh? Really? Interesting. Interesting. She won all six. What are the odds of that? All six coin flips she won. You have to go watch the video. The, 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 audio, do, the audio does it a little more justice than me talking about it. The video, the video does it way more justice than the audio does. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing that, that what they're doing... Don't, go into this video and, and go in like you don't know what's going on. Like you don't know what they're voting for. Like you don't know what they're flipping the coin for. And and, and at the end of it, when they tell you, it's Hillary Clinton, <laughs> like, it's embarrassing it, it, the way this goes down. But So they had that going on last night. It's a pretty big thing. And the NFL, on the other side of it, they say, well, we're going to bust out opening night for Super Bowl 50. When they do bust out opening night for Super Bowl 50, again, I don't like it. I don't see why you wouldn't just want to keep it media day today. Uh, But when you have it last night, whether you agree with it or not, the night, the setting, the story was Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was a story last night. And uh, there's two stories of Peyton Manning heading into the Super Bowl. One, is this his last game? Is this Peyton Manning's last game? We know the quote. We've heard the quote. Peyton Manning to Bill Belichick at at midfield after the AFC Championship. He said, Bill, this might be my last rodeo. Uh, It's been a pleasure. It's truly been a pleasure. And I think he says that from the bottom of his heart. I think that is something um, that he was emotional about. And he went into it a little bit last night without really coming out and saying, this is my last game. But he did, towards the end, kind of hint towards, yeah, those things that he said to Bill Belichick, those things that he said. He said even said the same thing to Tom Brady. This might be his last rodeo, so it's been a pleasure. He kind of hinted, well, I'm saying that just in case this is my last game. And if he is thinking just in case this is his last game, I I think it will be. I mean, I do think. And you're seeing report now. Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, he reports that Manning has told close friends he is going to retire after this game. I think this is going to be his last game. But but that's one of the stories that everybody wants to get out of Peyton Manning last night in this media night uh, ceremony. Ceremony. Should I call it a ceremony? I don't know what the fuck I should call it anymore because they keep changing it on me. They should just have media day on Tuesday. Uh, on media night, opening night, whatever it is, they had it last night. The other story with Peyton Manning is the HGH accusations, and Peyton Manning said he welcomes the investigation, which, in fairness to Peyton, he's said that since day one, and he also said that when they do investigate, they're going to find, quote, a big fat nothing, end quote. That's what Peyton Manning said. So he welcomes the investigation, and he says when they do investigate, they're going to find nothing that has to do with me taking HGH. Now, the story, the last week or so, has kind of been, and I read this, I think I read it, Peter King, Monday morning quarterback, where he said, you know how Peyton Manning hired Ari Fleischer, and Fleischer basically, they, they hired an investigative team to go into the Gaia Institute and see what was going on, and and I don't know how I feel about that, I don't know what, what like what that leads to, like what they can do and what they can't do when they get in there. Can they take files and records and sort of toss them away and and have them ripped up so that when the investigation by the nFL does get to the Gaia clinic, there's nothing to see here, like is that what's going on? I have no idea uh, or like I don't know what I don't know what they can do and what they can't do, and what is done will actually be known to anybody who's actually going to investigate this from the nFL's uh side so. It's it's a story that I do want it to be a story. If you've listened to me, you know, I want the Peyton Manning HGH thing. I, I want this to be investigated. I want the national media to pick up on it. But I said this a month ago. Now it's a little over a month later. We're in the Super Bowl week. Peyton Manning's in the game. One thing I don't want is Super Bowl week to turn into a, a, a scandal with a quarterback who's playing in the game with, let's be honest, something that has nothing to do with this game. that's nothing to do with this game. I wrote this in the Boston Metro last week. I said it on last week's show. I, look, the Patriot fan of me, even the football fan, with while being a Patriot fan, I want this investigated. I want the national media to make this a story because they already set the precedent with the flake gate. But the football fan in me during Super Bowl week, I, I don't think it's necessary to focus on Another quarterback scandal, and I'm using the air quotes on my fingers, scandal during Super Bowl week. You did it last year. You want to do this two years in a row? I didn't agree that it was done last year. I I don't agree that it should be done this year. You want to investigate? You should. But you know when you investigate the day after the Super Bowl? Begin it then. You don't need to do that today. You don't need to do this tomorrow. You don't need to do this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday. Do it next Monday. Let the game be played out. And yet, last night was media night. Peyton Manning. He got questions about HGH. Said he welcomed the investigation. And look, we don't have any information on the investigation. I don't even know if it's officially begun. The NFL's announced it. How serious is the investigation going to be? I don't know. Um, One thing I I told you, I don't want to do. I don't want to make this week about HGH. And if you think well, it does factor into this game. You're nuts. It doesn't. You think Peyton Manning, what what do you think? He's shooting up HGH or taking HGH before the game to get ready for the game? You think he took HGH now that they test during the season? You think he decided to take HGH in week 13 to get back on the field late in the season? You think he took it before that week 17 game at halftime? Thinking he was going to come in? One, that would be a very ballsy move given the fact that they do test for HGH now in the NFL. Two, I'm pretty sure that the HGH regimen is a little more complicated than that. I don't, I don't think, and another thing is, I heard, I believe I heard Mike Florio say this yesterday. Who's, people love Mike Florio. I think he's all over the fucking place. I do. I think he's all over the place. What, does he? What's he, a lawyer? Is Florio a lawyer? Right? Is he a lawyer? He go to law school? Because he fucking sounds like one. And it pisses me off. He's all over the place, that guy. He was talking about Deflategate yesterday. He's all over the place, and then he's talking about this HGH thing. He's all over the place. I, people love him. I, I don't get it. I, and and it's you know at time what was he saying? He was like, oh, people call people say that you know I I love the Patriots. This that the other thing. I don't know. At the, when Deflategate first started, Florio was just as much, was reporting. Just as much negative shit about the Patriots as everybody else. Everybody else in the national media. And then he kind of backed off it. I guess I'll give him credit. He was one of the national media guys, I think, to back off this idea um, that, you know, the Patriots should be punished, right? And he backed off of that idea. But he definitely went after the deflacate stuff at first and made it a major story, much like everybody else in the national media did. And, and he flip-flops a lot. And, and to be honest, I can't stand it. He's a lawyer, right? Yeah, he sounds like one. He comes off like one, and it pisses me off. Um, but, anyways, they were talking about this uh, Peyton Manning thing yesterday, and yeah, he he said something about HGH, and I'm like, well, first of all, figure out what HGH does. Okay, it it's not like you take HGH like you take steroids. I mean, you take HGH is something that you use to to recover quicker. You know, cover quickly from an injury. Um, it's something that. You know, you, you, I mean, Peyton Manning jokes last night about finding the fountain of youth. He probably should stay away from using that phrase because HGH, fountain of youth, comes together to be a, in a similar conversation. So Peyton might want to back off using that comment, but uh, the, my point being is this, the HGH regimen is not, I don't, I don't think it's the same as a steroid, anabolic steroid regimen, Right. It's a little more—HGH regimen is a little bit more complicated than, hey, I'm going to take it right before a big game. I'm going to take it right before the Super Bowl, and I'm going to be better off in the Super Bowl than I was in the last game. It's uh, it's not like that. So this idea that anything HGH-related has to do with this Super Bowl is— it's not. It's not. And because it's not, I don't want to make this week, Super Bowl week, be about Peyton Manning and HGH. Eventually, do I want— this to be a story? Of course I do. But we don't need it this week. Come on. We don't need it this week. And in fact, when you turn on ESPN today, you can see that the top NFL story actually is not anything to do with the Super Bowl. It's actually Johnny Manziel. It is. It's Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel is in the news once again and that's because the Cleveland Browns Breaking news. The Cleveland Browns, it's breaking news right now in front of me on the TV. The Browns plan to move on from Johnny Manziel next season or this offseason. They cannot officially release him until the day after the Super Bowl. But the news and a statement uh, coming from the Cleveland Browns today is as follows. Quote, We've been clear about expectations for our players on and off the field. Johnny's continual involvement in incidents that run counter to those expectations undermines the hard work of his teammates and the reputation of our organization. His status with our team will be addressed when permitted by league rules. We will have no further comment at this time. So there you go. Here's a statement from the Browns. It's breaking news. It's the top story in the NFL right now And Super Bowl week is... Johnny Manziel is basically going to be cut by the Browns. They're going to part ways with him. They are going to move on from Manziel because there is some news on uh, an incident here that does once again involve, it involves his girlfriend. And I I know I've rolled my eyes a couple times about the Johnny Manziel storylines about him partying or, uh, you know, videos of him partying, right? Look, he's a kid. He is 23 years old. He's, uh was a star quarterback in college. He's got all the talent in the world. Yes, there are times where you wish, like that bye week where he was out partying. I mean, you'd, you'd like to think that they named him the quarterback. They're at the bye week. You'd like to think that he would just lay low for one weekend. He couldn't do that. And that pissed the organization off. And I can understand that. But there were some other times where people talk about partying, Johnny Menzel, where I say, guys, fucking relax. Okay? It's a 23-year-old kid. He's out having a good time. He's an NFL quarterback. Let the kid live, all right? This is a a day and age in which everything is on video. I mean, we live in a world in which everything that you do is going to be put under the microscope because everything that you do in the public eye is going to be on video. There's going to be a Vine, an Instagram, a Snapchat, right? Everything's going to be on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You name it, it's out there. It's 2016. That's the world we live in. And Johnny Manziel is a big name, even though he has not proven himself in the National Football League. Uh, But, but, I mean, think about it. Go back to some other big-name quarterbacks, you know, 20 years ago. And forget about skill level. Just big names. Right? Big name quarterbacks. And some of the things that they were doing when it comes to partying or going out and having a good time. If video existed then, there'd be just as many videos, if not more, of some of those guys 20 years ago. Right? Yes. Absolutely. So Manziel is also someone who's a pop culture figure who's living and trying to party and have fun in a world in which you can't do anything that won't be on video. Everything's going to be on video. Um. So, But the potty and stuff, with all that said, I, I've most of it I've rolled my eyes at and I've told you, don't overreact to something so stupid, okay? Don't overreact to a 23-year-old going out, having a good time with some friends, having a couple drinks. And so uh, when the Browns wanted to overreact to that, I crushed them for it. Also in 2016, though, especially in the NFL, where we are coming off, some major storylines that involve domestic disputes. I cannot blame, I cannot sit here and blame the Cleveland Browns if they want to react in such a manner that is a serious manner when it comes to anything domestic related, domestic violence related. And I don't know if maybe violence is not the right word to use when it comes to the stories that we've been hearing about Johnny Manziel and his girlfriend, but we'll call it domestic dispute. And if the Browns want to take that seriously, knowing that there is now another report, and that I I believe they're saying the police were called to another Manziel domestic dispute with his girlfriend, this is another one now. In a matter of months, they want to take this serious? I I can side with the Browns on this one. I can. Because in in fairness to the Browns now, Forget about the party and stuff. A couple domestic disputes here the last couple months with a quarterback who is not out there taking your team to the playoffs. Well, you got to take this serious if you're the organization and they're going to part ways with him. And, uh, you know, if the second domestic dispute didn't happen, like if they decided they were going to part ways with him because he was seen in a Vegas nightclub again, I just... I would be crushing the Browns today. But that I don't think that's why they I don't think that's why they are now going to cut ties with Johnny Manziel. I think they're doing it because there's this other story about the police being called to something that was going on with him and his girlfriend once again. And the Browns are probably saying, we can't have this. We're not going to deal with it. You can't figure this out. We certainly aren't going to figure it out for you. You're going to have to go somewhere else and figure that out. So... It's something they, you know, domestic stuff now in this day. I mean, you should always take it seriously, but the league, let's face it, the league, the owners in this league, uh, the front office people in this league with the stuff that happened, Ray Rice, Greg Hottie, you know, you just can't, you just can't let this stuff go. And I mean, you shouldn't let it go anyways, but the NFL, as we saw might've, ignored some things when it came to the Ray Rice videotape and Roger Goodell a couple years ago. And uh, the owners in this league take a lot of heat. We gave we, we, we crushed Jerry Jones this year when it came to the Greg Hardy stuff. Crushed him. And uh, we crushed Roger Goodell. The Browns sitting there going, we got another domestic dispute with this kid. It's not like he's taking us to the playoffs. We can't do this anymore. And if that's their reasoning, which it seems to me like it is, all right, I can deal with that. I I think that's probably the right decision. It's probably the right uh, road that they want to go down. And, um, you know, now for Johnny Manziel and his future, like what happens with him? I don't know. I honestly don't know. But I, I, I would think that he'll probably get a shot somewhere. You know, I I don't know if it's going to be as a backup. I don't know if a, a team that's begging for a quarterback, I, I want to say controversy, or we'll say competition. I don't know if one of those organizations will say, okay, Manziel's the guy to give us that competition. Look, the football part of this, you put the other shit aside, the football part of this, I'd be on board as an organization, if I need a QB, I'd be on board saying, hey, we're going to bring Manziel in. But here's how I think you're going to have... S- dem- I don't I don't even know at this point that you'll have success with Manziel as your number one quarterback. But if you want to have the best chance at, at success with him as your number one quarterback, again, just talking on the field stuff right now, you want to have the best chance at success with him, it's to bring him in right away. They cut him day after Super Bowl, you bring him in two days later. You say, we're going to bring you in. We're going to make you, we're going to, you know, you're going to comp- compete for the number one spot. And when you get to training camp, you know, if he if he wins that job, you better give it to him. Don't go in with him say, well, we're going to have him as the backup for a couple weeks. He might come in week four, week five. No, 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 no. The one thing Manziel has never, you know, the one thing he's never had the chance to do in his NFL career is begin a season as a team's number one quarterback go through the reps in training camp and the preseason as the number one, playing with the ones, getting used to playing with the ones, and being the guy and knowing he's the guy, right? Uh, Getting familiar with being the number one. That's, That's never happened in his career. And I'd like to think he had a good enough college career where somebody should give him that opportunity. Again, I'm just talking football stuff right now. Eventually... If Manziel can find a way to stay out of the headlines for a couple weeks, eventually someone's going to look at him with a football mindset and say, can he be our quarterback? And if you're going to say that as an organization, all I'm telling you to do is say it with the idea that you're going to give him the number one job out of training camp and that you're, you're going to live and die with him as your number one QB. I, I, I think somebody should give him that shot. I do. Um, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You cut ties, and that's it. And if you find out he's never going to make it. But I don't know that you can sit here, look at him, just on the field purposes and say, he doesn't have the talent to be a successful quarterback. I, I, I can't do that. Because to me, he throws the ball a heck of a lot better than people give him credit for. I just think that his career has been so... You know, he's the backup. Oh, he's coming in for McCown with an injury. Oh, he did pretty well. Oh, you're sitting back down, going back to McCown. Why? What the fuck has McCown ever done? Is McCown the guy that you're looking at for the future? No. I'm sure Manziel's pissed off at that. You know, he never really was the guy. He never became the guy in Cleveland because they never made him the guy. And you could say, well, you got to go out and win that job. I, I, I don't... Put it this way. At some point, with a young kid who... who you drafted who showed a lot of promise in college. When you go to him, I just feel like you need to fully commit at some point. And I never felt like the Browns fully committed, and I think that affected the way they used him, one. And two, I think that affected the way he used himself, whether it was on the field, off the field, or both. I think somebody needs to commit to the kid as the number one. Say, you are a heck of a college quarterback. And here's what we're going to do. We don't know if you can be a a good NFL quarterback every day. But we're going to give you a shot. And we're not just going to give you a shot saying, stay on the bench till our veteran starter, who's really not that good, gets hurt. We're going to give you the keys to the car right away. That's what we're going to do. And if you do that, I think that's where you're going to get your best chance to see if he can produce at the NFL level, under center, in shotgun, whatever, you know what I'm saying, at the quarterback position, right? We'll see. I think he'll get a shot somewhere. If someone's going to give him a shot, my advice is make sure you're going to commit to him completely. That's all. That's all. And and if you do that, and he doesn't commit to you completely right away, then you cut ties at him. But I, I never really saw the Browns completely commit to him. And I, I do think that affected his mindset as well. So that's the NFL news. Super Bowl week. We're, we're talking about Johnny Manziel, right? I, I think that just goes to show this two-week layoff. It's, I've always said it's too long. I've always said I, I'm not a big fan of it. I mean, it, it's been this way, so what are you going to do? But uh, just get me to the game. Later on this week, I'll make my picks. We'll look a little bit more at Broncos, Panthers on tomorrow's show. Staying consistent with my NFL preview Wednesdays. And then Friday, I'll make my pick with the spread. As of today, on this Tuesday, uh, morning, late morning, early afternoon, the spread is still the same. The Panthers, a six-point favorite in this one. But really, nothing, nothing too crazy last night at media night. I'm going to call it media night still. I am. I'm still going to call it media night. Nothing too crazy there, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, I think he had, had some crazy stuff going on in a, in a school gym in Iowa with a fucking coin flip to decide uh, who their Democratic vote is, is going to be for. I mean, just we're talking President of the United States. When you have to put President of the United States Democratic nominee, presidential nominee, and coin flip... In the same sentence. And then when you watch the video of how and where the coin flip took place on top of it. It's embarrassing. Embarrassing. So. Uh, that's, that was going on last night. I watched a little of Monday Night Raw too. I did. Yeah, I don't watch. I never watched the whole show. It's a long show, man. It's a three-hour show. I didn't watch the whole show. I did see AJ Styles on Miz TV in the ring with the Miz, and AJ Styles ended up beating up the Miz, right, is that going to be a feud now, I don't know, maybe, Uh, I'll be curious to see where they go with AJ Styles in the WWE, I know, you see a lot of Bullet Club t-shirts in the front row, I don't know if, and they could use another group, right, I think they could use a group that's good, not another group, a group that's good, Perhaps they bring some guys in from that New Japan Pro Wrestling, the Bullet Club that AJ Styles was involved in. Perhaps they do that. Uh, I don't know. I am seeing a lot of Bullet Club t-shirts, though, ringside, right, in the front row at WWE events. I don't know what that I, – I know people can wear whatever they want, but I, I don't know where they're getting them. Are they getting them in the WWE event? You know how they have this souvenir shop? They can't be selling that, can they, those shirts? I don't think so. Um, I have a, now that you said, I have a funny story about buying a t-shirt at a wrestling event. Uh, we, see, we, we get me and my friends. I don't, I'm not just going to go to a wrestling event. Like I'm not going to go to raw or a pay-per-view and just sit in the loge. And I'm not even, I'm not. And believe me, it doesn't sound like maybe it's coming off. I don't mean to say like, I don't sit with the peasants. At the WWE pay-per-views. I'm not saying it like that. What I'm telling you is, I don't think I'm into it enough where I would sit in the lodge or the balcony. And uh, even even if it was on the floor and just having a couple seats with like two or three people. We get a suite. And only because, not because I'm looking down on everybody else in the arena. That's not why. Um, and not because I'm knocking anybody who has other seats. The suites aren't the best seats in the house, so why would I be saying that? I'm saying we get a suite because, you know, we pack in, like, 10 to 15 of our friends. We get a big group. That's when it's the most fun, and me and all my friends, you know, having a couple beers. You know, people having a good time. You're up in the suite. You get a suite to an event. uh, Anybody can get them. There are always open suites available for people. It's not like they sell out of the suites at these wrestling events, but we we get a suite. And, uh, you know, we have a good time. We, we, we basically turn it into a whole night and that's why sometimes I'm interested in going to these wrestling events. But one time I was at one recently and was it recently? I was probably like three years ago, two, three years ago. And, uh, the rock was back. I think he was in a feud with CM Punk, maybe even John Cena. No, he was in a feud with John Cena. And, uh, what was that? Three years ago. Because I went to, we went to WrestleMania in New York outside at MetLife. And I believe Cena and The Rock fought for the title that night. That was the main event. And so The Rock was involved in the WWE again. And, you know, he had this shirt. It was boots to asses. That's what it said on it. Uh, I forget what it said in the back. It said something on both sides. It was a black T-shirt. Very simple. It said, boots to asses. You know, the fans would chant, boots to asses. You know, boots to asses. That would be the chant uh, at the events when The Rock was in the ring. And, you know, I got a boots to asses T-shirt. And, you know, you wait in line. There's a ton of people waiting for it. It was at the end of the event. I think after it ended, we're leaving. I go, I got to get one of those boots to asses T-shirts. So I'm waiting in line and, uh, you know, the t-shirts are kind of in the back, you know, you have to look at them from afar and from where they set up and I go, yeah, can I get the, uh, the, the rock? I, I kind of whispered it to her cause I, I was a little embarrassed to, to say what I was about to say. I said, can I get the, the rock t-shirt there? The, uh, the boots to asses t-shirt. And she goes, sure. And, um, I go, yeah, I'll get that in a, in a medium. And she goes back. She walks back to get the t-shirt. And again, I tell you, there were so many people waiting to get t-shirts. She yells to me. She goes, what t-shirt do you want to get in a medium? (sighs) And I said, I look at him. I said, that one right there. She go, what one? I'm going to have to say the name of this t-shirt. I'm going to have to say the name of it. So I yell. I I swallow my pride and I yell. They said, ah. The Boots to Asses t-shirt? Yeah, Boots to Asses. (laughs) You know, you don't know embarrassment when you're yelling you're going to order the Boots to Asses t-shirt. It just was an embarrassing moment. Like, I thought I figured it out pretty good. I thought we figured it out. Yeah, the Boots to Asses t-shirt. There's only fucking one of them. You really going to make me yell this across the entire room right now with everybody standing there? Oh, yeah, the Boots to Asses t-shirt lady. And you know what? She just wanted me to say it too. I'm convinced. She knew what fucking t-shirt I wanted. She just wanted me to say it. I said it. I yelled it. Okay. It was an embarrassing, mo- it was an embarrassing wrestling moment for myself. But I got the t-shirt. And to be honest with you, I think I've won it once. Yeah, you, know, you always get those t-shirts. You're like, oh, it looks good at the time. You finally get it. You you get it home. I'm like, ah, where am I gonna wear this thing? Where am I gonna do this? Where am I gonna? Am I going out on a Saturday night with the boys wearing a boots to asses t-shirt on my chest? Eh. You want to be that guy that walks into a bar? Yeah, boots to asses, man. I'm coming in here fucking kicking some ass. No, you don't want to be the guy that wears that t-shirt into a bar, do you? Uh, maybe you do. All power to you. I'm just telling you that I'm probably not going to do it. Um, so I think I've won it once. It's, I'm telling you, it's a nice t-shirt. But might not have been worth the trouble and the embarrassment that I had as the lady asked me, what one do you want? You know what one I want. She continued to ask till I said, boots to asses, please. Man. Never forget that one. Never forget that one. But, uh, where was I? Oh, wrestling. Monday Night Raw. Right? Last night, Bullet Club t-shirts. I don't think they're selling them at the souvenir shops. I don't. But a lot of people are wearing them. I don't know if that means... The group is coming to WWE or, or what are they saying uh, in the uh, little internet reports? I have no idea. But I watched last night. I watched the end. Brock Lesnar comes down, you know, g- gives Dean Ambrose the F5. Is that his finishing move, Brock Lesnar's Basically just crushes him in the ring. I'm trying to figure out where they're going with the main event. You know the main event of Fastlane? Brock Lesnar, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, triple threat. To see who faces Triple H for the title at WrestleMania in the main event. I don't know. There's part of me that, you know, I think it's a good storyline. But there's part of me that thinks maybe Triple H is going to lose the belt before WrestleMania. I don't know. I just have that feeling kind of. I, I like, like there's something else going on in this storyline that we haven't seen yet. Right? I just kind of have that feeling. I don't know what it is. But I get that feeling. Maybe that's what they want you to think. I will say this, if they are planning, like Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns for them to feud, and then Brock Lesnar versus Triple H at WrestleMania, I, would, I think that's the way it's probably going to go down, and perhaps it's that point where Roman Reigns becomes a bad guy, becomes a heel, and joins the authority. I don't know. He's got that look to him, right? Or maybe, all of a sudden, we're talking Bullet Club. And Roman Reigns with his bulletproof vest. Maybe he there's someone in there. I, I have no idea. Maybe the Shield reunites at WrestleMania. I don't know. It could very well. All of it's in play. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But there is something missing here. And maybe that missing piece is Seth Rollins. So maybe we see him involved at some point. But I watched a little of Raw last night. That's what was going on. And Of course, NBA last night, nine games. I'm not going to talk about every single one of them, but uh, when you look at what went down last night, I will say the top storyline is probably the Denver Nuggets snapping the Toronto Raptors' 11-game win streak, that game in Denver. The Nuggets win 112-93, the Jazz beat the Bulls in Utah 105-96. The Sacramento Kings without Demarcus Cousins, who has that ankle sprain. The Kings still beat the Bucks in Sacramento, 111-104. San Antonio, as I told you, they would remain undefeated at home, 26-0 at home. The Spurs without Tim Duncan. Spurs win 107-92 over the Magic. That one in San Antonio, as I told you. And uh, the Tim Duncan thing, they said it was a knee injury, but... The the more I hear them say they don't have any more reports on the knee or really any report at all, makes me believe that they're not necessarily telling the truth about Tim Duncan and that they are just giving him rest and it's not really an injury. I think if that was serious, what's he missed four or five games in a row now? If it was any, if it was that serious, this for this long a time, we would know some type of report. I haven't heard much on it at all, which makes me believe. They're not really telling all the truth there with uh, Tim Duncan's knee. And maybe it's not really that bad. They are just doing what Popovich is going to do, which is give his stars some rest here in the middle towards the later part of the season. Uh, The Thunder. At home, they beat the Wizards one fourteen ninety eight. No surprise there. Grizzlies going to New Orleans and win one ten ninety five. Also no surprise, the Atlanta Hawks at home. They beat the Dallas Mavericks one twelve ninety seven. The Brooklyn Nets, always a good day uh, when you see the Brooklyn Nets lose. The Pistons went into Brooklyn and beat the Nets. Uh, Brooke Lopez, 27 points last night. I, I just wonder what Brooklyn's going to do with him. I-, I assume, I mean, the smart thing to do would be to try and move him here in a contract year, right? He's in a contract year, I believe. The smart thing would do to be to trade Brooke Lopez. I'm not sure if they're going to do it. Uh, He's putting up some nice numbers. I I think a team could certainly use him that's in a playoff race. So keep an eye out for that because, as you know, here in Boston we're looking at Brooklyn because the Celtics have the Brooklyn Nets first-round draft pick. And then the Cleveland Cavaliers go into Indiana and beat the Pacers last night one 11 to 106. So that was your night in the NBA. Five games tonight. The Celtics at Madison Square Garden to take on the Knicks at 7 30. Oh, yeah. Programming note I'll be on TV tonight. Comcast Sportsnet New England. Probably around 10 30, 10 45, maybe a little later. I'll be on sports tonight because the Celtics, it's a little bit later than 10 30, I think, because of the Celtics game starting at 7 30. But uh, I will be on TV, Comcast, Sportsnet, New England, after the Celtics coverage. The Heat, they're in Houston to take on the Rockets. The Raptors are in Phoenix to take on the Suns. The Bucks in Portland to take on the Trailblazers. And the Timberwolves in L.A. to take on the Lakers. Kyle Anthony Towns, the rookie, having a tremendous season. Always fun to watch. And the Lakers, well, they're not trying to win right now, so... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Timberwolves going to L.A. win this game. The Timberwolves, because of all that, four-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in this one. So that's what you got in the NBA. In the NHL, as I mentioned, 12 games tonight as the regular season resumes, coming off of the all-star weekend. And, um, yeah, I mean, the NHL, NBA, before you know it, we're going to be talking playoffs with those sports And we'll keep an eye on the playoff races here the next couple months as they go down. But that is the news of the day. And I'm going to wrap it up with this thought. And I probably should have done this because it is NBA related. I don't know. Do you play video games? If you do, you might be interested in this. The makers of NBA 2K, they were sued for using, get this, here's what they were sued for. For using player tattoos. Tattoos of the players. Solid Oak Sketches. That is the tattoo company. That is suing. They filed the suit on Monday. Yesterday. In a New York federal court. Saying that particular tattoos depicted. On players in a recent game. NBA 2K16. Was the company's copyrighted work. Now. I know what you're saying. You might be rolling your eyes saying, what are they, they really gonna sue NBA 2K for tattoos? And and I'd be rolling my eyes right there with you if I hadn't read this pot Now, apparently, Solid Oak Sketches had already informed NBA 2K, uh, or as the company is, Take Two, I think. Take Two Interactive and Visual Concepts. Solid Oak Sketches told them they said we have these tattoos copyrighted. Uh, we'll let them. We'll let you use them in the game for one point one million. So they already threw a number at them. They already told them about it. And I think once you once you know about it, I think you should probably be hesitant to use the actual tattoo. Now I think they probably could have messed with the tattoo a little bit, but I guess they used the exact tattoo. And uh, I don't know. I think they got a fight here. I you know, I and I think they're probably gonna owe solid oak sketches some money. I don't think they're gonna pull guys like LeBron James and Kobe Bryant out of the game because uh those are some of the designs and tattoos that are involved in this lawsuit. But uh I think what will happen is Solid Oak Sketches is probably gonna get some money here, and really only because they originally had went to NBA 2K and went to take two interactive and visual concepts and said, Hey, these tattoos, we own them. Let's not make a big deal out of this, but you can't use them unless you give us some money. We have those copyrighted. I mean, so the conversation was already had and they still went behind their back. Well, then that's a different story. I, I do think that in that situation, solid, solid Oak sketches definitely has some type of beef, but, uh, I actually never played NBA 2K 16. It looks cool, looks good. I'm not a big NBA video game guy. Uh I'm more of an NHL guy. Madden has become way too tough for me to play. I play NHL. And you know what I also play? I play the I, I play the WWE games. And and not even the newest one. What's the new one? The newest one's 2K, right? 2K 16. I think Stone Cold, Steve Austin's on the cover. 2K15, I don't even play that, last year's. That's with Cena on the cover, I think. I played two years ago. WWE 2K14, The Rocks on the cover. You know why I play it? Because they have this mode in this game called Dirty Years of WrestleMania. And I'm all about, when it comes to wrestling, I'm all about getting nostalgic on you and going old school wrestling. And if you listen to me, you know that. So, when it comes to video games, I don't need to play the newest game. And I'm not telling you I'm out there playing the oldest wrestling game. But if you're, looking for, if you're looking for that nostalgic old-school wrestling feel and you do play video games, I'm telling you what you need to do right now. You need to somehow go purchase. I went and bought this game. I was just searching around the store. I was looking. I had nothing to do. And uh, I had a gift card for Christmas. I said, oh, let's see what they got. I don't go out and buy video games a lot. But they had a pre-owned WWE 2K14. I literally bought it two weeks ago pre-owned, and it was like 13 bucks. and I looked at the back, I had no idea what was on the game, the fact that The Rock was on the cover was cool, and on the back, they had this, they had Hulk Hogan, and I'm going, oh, wow, Hulk Hogan's in this game? And they also had the Macho Man, Randy Savage, and it was a mode called, th- called 30 Years of WrestleMania, and so I bought it, and I played it, and it's the best thing I've ever played in a long time. In a long, long, long time. Honestly. I mean, we're going back to like N64, Nintendo 64 with Bond. James Bond on N64, four-way Bond. Great game. Uh, I mean, we're going back that far. And before then, we're going back to like Mike Tyson's Punch-Up. I mean, this game was great. And I'm still playing it. 30 years of WrestleMania. They legit let you play out all the biggest matches of WrestleMania's past beginning at WrestleMania 1. It's unbelievable. Some of the things that you're able to do in this game, uh, just going, again, from a nostalgic viewpoint, awesome. I I recommend getting it. I think you can probably download it. And I have a PlayStation 3. I don't even have the newest system, folks. So that just goes to show you how good this game is. Make sure you go get it. I think if you have PlayStation 4 or the newest Xbox, I, I believe you could still get it, right? I think so. Go get it. If you're looking for something to purchase on the cheap... Entertainment value, you're a wrestling fan, you you like old school WWF, this mode in this game alone is perfect for you. So I don't I haven't played NBA 2K, but uh apparently there's a little lawsuit with some tattoos that the players uh sporting in that game. That just goes to show you how realistic these games have become where you're getting lawsuits for tattoos on people in video games. Crazy. Crazy to think how far they've come in. Mean, how much better can the graphics get on from PS4? Like, when they make PS5, how much better can they get? I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. I don't know what the future holds, but um, I, I'm, I'm certainly I'm certainly not the video game expert. I'm sure they could probably improve, uh, like I told you. I don't know you want to take my thought on the video game system too seriously because I have a PS3. That's the... That's the system that I have right now. So, um, But wrapping things up. Again, I'm here five days a week. DannyPicard.com. I will get into some Super Bowl stuff tomorrow. Holding it off for the official preview on Wednesday. Tomorrow's show. And then Friday, my pick of the game with the spread, and as the weeks go on, we'll get into some spring training and some baseball stuff, and Major League Baseball, not just Red Sox, but all around the league, looking back at the offseason, looking at some of the moves, and making predictions for the upcoming season, and then of course, you know, you get into March Madness, you get playoff hockey, playoff basketball, and uh, yeah, guess what? Because Punxsutawney Phil saw his shadow, we're going to have an early spring. Having an early spring. I don't know if his shadow had anything to do with it, but we do have an early spring right now. And the studio in February, on February 2nd, right now, is a good 80 degrees in the studio. Because I'm in the street. I got the windows, and the sun's blasting in. We didn't need to put the heat on today. And it's February 2nd. February 2nd. And this is what's going on. And last year at this time, we had two feet of snow outside these windows. So, I'm sweating. Um, it it I hope this is an early spring. I hope this is a sign of things to come. Like I don't know. I hope we don't get hit with a major snowstorm at the end of February, which we probably will probably will, but at least those other things will be going on uh, and and also, I can't forget golf. I can't forget golf. We're getting close closer to all that stuff that it's mentioned, the closer we also get to the masters. so uh, Uh, Tomorrow, though, will be a football Wednesday. I'll preview Super Bowl 50 and the stuff that I think is going to happen on the field in this game. Keys to the game. All that good stuff. And then Friday, my pick with the spread. Subscribe and listen at DannyPicard.com. Also on iTunes. Also on the Stitcher app. And, of course, you know, I throw out TuneIn. It is on TuneIn. But I recommend Stitcher. I think it's the I think it's the easiest way for you to get this show if you don't have iTunes or an iPhone or an iPad. And uh, I, I tweet everything out on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You name it. I am on it. I am out talk to you tomorrow.